0: So let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get right into the word here. Well, Lord, we're just so thankful that you've been here already. Lord, uh, you're here right now, and Lord, I believe that you have a word for us today. Lord, a word that you have have given me, but it's not about me, it's about you. And Lord, for weeks you've shown me things. You've put songs on the radio across my phone TV shows I've seen things in, and Lord, I've got confirmation after confirmation, and it's so sweet how you do that. So Lord, I believe the word's from you, it's not from me, and I pray that you would speak through me, Lord, that I would not say one thing more than what you would want me to and one thing less. And Lord, I pray you would open up our hearts, Lord, and open up our ears to hear, and Lord, uh, that you would change us. And Lord, I always say this, I, I don't ever go back and listen to myself speak after I do, but I feel like I say this every time, but I'll say it again. Lord, if we could truly get a hold of this, if we could truly get a hold of any of your word and apply it to our lives, how it would change us, how it would change the world around us, and Lord, I pray that that's what would happen today. So Lord, we love you, we praise you, we glorify you, and we give, that we gave the the first part of the service to you, we give this to you as well. In Jesus' name, I pray, Amen. So uh, you all can thank Anthony up here in the front row. He's challenged me to see if I can go four hours today. So, yeah. But uh, no, we're we're uh, I did go two one time. That wasn't my intent, but it was like a year and a half or two years before I spoke. So. Like there's a year, two, year, and a half, two year gap. So I had to get a lot in all at once, right? But we're not going to do that today. But follow along with me. uh, And I want us to think about something before we get into the word. We're going to start off in the beginning and we're going to go all the way to the end. And I'm hoping this is going to be about 30 minutes. So we'll see. Anthony, you, you said you're timing it, right? All right. So we think way too small. We think way too small. And not only that, but we just allow ourselves, myself included, to just go day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out, doing the same things, punching the same time clock, going into the same job. And I'm not saying you're miserable, maybe you're happy, but we just allow life to not give us the space to think. the name of this message today is is kingdom creator and maybe something more properly to say uh, for the religious folks that 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 just bar, barbs in their spirit when I say kingdom creator let's call it kingdom co-creator so let's go ahead and get into Genesis 1 and before I read I have a question for you guys hopefully I'm not the only one that has has thought about this but before God created everything he was there do we agree with that that's really hard to understand isn't it but we have faith that he says who he says he is and that he was there not only was he there, the Holy Spirit was there, and Jesus was there right with him. They were all there together. How long did they think about creating everything before they actually did it? We, we don't know, but that's a question that I have for you guys. How long did they think about it? How long did they talk about it? How long did they discuss it until they did it? I want to ask him. When I get to heaven. Grant, you ever thought about that? How many how how long do you think he thought about it? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes, he was. I, I agree. So let, let's get into Genesis one here. I uh, hopefully it's up on the screen. And I'm gonna gatling gun through some of this. So just bear with me y'all have time to hear some of his word today right this is probably 90% of his word and 10% of hopefully what the Holy Spirit told me to tell you today but we can never go wrong with what his word says so let's do this it's in the NLT in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters Just as I read through this, think about how awesome he is. Think about his majesty and what he did. Verse 3. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens. From the waters of the earth and that is what happened God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens God called the space sky an evening passed and morning came marking the second day does this bore anybody if it bores you you need to check your spiritual pulse because this is talking about our creator making creation verse 9 then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And this is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water sea, seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. Verse 12. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 12, if you notice, if I, if I want to plant a tree myself, uh, you can only buy a you know, young tree, year or two, old at max, right? Because you can't get a fruit-bearing tree to, to our farm in West Virginia. That's just impossible, right? You can't get all the roots out. But God, He can. So that's what He did. When He created the trees, they were already bearing fruit. And maybe this is for somebody today, but if you aren't saved today, if you've not accepted Christ as your Savior, you cannot have fruit. But the moment that you accept Him, you are then fruit bearing. Okay? Verse 13. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on earth, and that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good verse 19 an evening passed and morning came marking the fourth day then God said let the waters swarm with fish and other life let the skies be filled with birds of every kind so God created great sea creatures and everything living that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird each producing offspring of the same kind and God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, "Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth." That's a, a guy's favorite, uh, one of their favorite verses in the Bible. By the way, is the "Be fruitful and multiply" verse twenty-three. Some of you all got that. Some of you all didn't. You can go back later and listen. But verse twenty-three: and evening passed and morning came, mark- marking the fifth day. Verse ver- jumping to verse twenty-four. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Now to verse 26. This is where we come in. But so far, he's been a pretty awesome creator, hasn't he? Verse 26. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. He's the only thing that he made. We are the only thing that he made in his image and to be like him. This part's important too. It says in the next part of verse 26, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth. And the small animals that scurry along the ground and we're going to come back to that comment that they will reign verse 27 so God created human beings in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female he created them then God blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and govern it reign over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, and I, will get, I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life, and that is what happened. Verse 31, Then God looked over at all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. An evening passed. And morning came marking the sixth day pretty awesome Creator isn't he let's continue on this could be a whole message in itself I'm not gonna preach it right now I don't plan on it unless the Holy Spirit tells me to but Genesis 2 we're gonna read 2 through 4 so the creations of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed on the seventh day God had finished his work of creation so he rested from all his work and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation this is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth so pretty awesome pretty awesome stuff hopefully it never gets old when we read this so let's break this down a little bit here so Adam and Eve let's let's take us out of this and we've all heard this before but I, I pray that it speaks to you in a different way. They were created in the image of I'm I'm going to call it the Trinity. We know what the Trinity is God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In every way, God created Adam and Eve to be just like him. Now we come in later, so don't I'm not I'm not holding you out here. But it wasn't just looks I believe that all of us would, would, would agree that that's not important but he created them in the same spirit the same mind the same heart the same devotion I mean you all realize God Jesus and the Holy Spirit they love each other there is no doubt they want to be with each other they, they, they are one they're in full accord he created Adam and Eve to be like that with him in devotion in longing for him like Ian was praying earlier he created them in every way to be like him now let's look at Psalm 8 verse 3 through 6 none of these scriptures are going to be up here so you can take down Genesis But we're just gonna keep following along. If you have a pen and you want to write down what scriptures I'm I'm reading and you read them later, that's fine. Don't worry. You don't have to flip flip over if you don't want. So let's continue. Psalm eight verses three through six. David's talking about how he looks at creation and, and God right here. Here's what David says. When I look at the sky, when I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers. The moon and the stars you set in place what are mere mortals that you should think about them human beings that you should care for them yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor you gave them charge of everything you made putting all things under their authority I'm gonna read four through six again try to try to let this sink in what are mere mortals that you should think about them He's talking about you. Human beings that you should care for them. He's talking about you. Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. So we all know what happened with Adam and Eve. Like I said, we've all, that's one of the first stories we hear, except besides the gospel, is is Adam and Eve. Uh, something that struck me I, I was kind of bothered by it but uh, in the Baptist Church uh, grew up in a Baptist Church and uh, I was always told there that it was an apple now I, it messed me up in men's group somebody told me a couple weeks ago that uh, the Bible don't necessarily say it's an apple so there, there's some food for thought there for you so uh, shame on the Baptist Church for to teaching me wrong but uh, we won't get into religion and All the stuff that comes with it we just talk about Jesus here so Uh, no but I thought that was funny but in all seriousness we know what Adam and Eve did we all do they messed up what God had what God had created Uh, they messed it up bad God knew what they were gonna do he knew what you all are gonna do yet he created you anyway but he gives you an opportunity to come back. And we know what happened with David. Uh, David and Goliath, one of the first stories we ever heard as a kid, right? He later becomes king. And there's this lady called Bathsheba, GB. That's kind of a bad story. And that's about David as well. And... God calls him a man after his own heart actually in the word so we messed things up we were supposed to be I'll call it a co-reigner we were supposed to reign on earth with God that's what that's what the intent was in the garden truly we were supposed to have everything under our authority now, mm, I don't know. Some for some of you that may that may be like, man, you know, that that seems kind of blasphemous. But we were with him. With him, we were. So we were supposed to reign on earth with him, and have everything under our authority. That is with him being the center. No, nowhere to the left, nowhere to the right. Him being the center. And if he was the center. There was nothing that we couldn't have said, mountain move, and it wouldn't have moved. But we messed it up. So let's fast forward from the beginning of the book to the New Testament, and some of this is just rehashing. But what's later, I really hope it it gets a hold of you. Second Corinthians chapter three, fourteen through eighteen. Like I said, you don't have to flip to it, but I'm going to go ahead and start reading right here. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day whenever the old covenant is being read the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth anybody know of a war going on right now over in the Middle East a place called Israel no disrespect for Jews at all but here's where the Jews are they're in the old covenant mindset and we can read the word, and we know it's going to be that way for a long time. But I'll go ahead and start with 14 and get through this. But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. That's that's where it all starts, guys jesus said i'm the only way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me i'm here to tell you there's no other way there's no other way you can be good man you can be great you can do all kinds of great things for humanity but in if you don't have christ in the end none of that really matters verse 15 yes even today when they read moses's writings their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand but I'm thankful to be in a place I'm thankful to be in a church I'm thankful to be with a people that here's where the majority of us are and my prayer is is that we all are here one day verse 16 but whenever someone turns to the Lord the veil is taken away for the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. I'm going to come back to that. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. We all agree that when when we're saved, When the Holy Spirit gives us enough faith to believe that Jesus says who he says he is and we accept him there's no doubt is there I I didn't have any doubt at five or six or seven years old when I went into my parents bedroom and, and I asked them hey what do I need to say to be saved I knew in that moment that I would be I believed in Jesus no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And some of us we often stop there though. We we don't we don't continue down the path, or we hit a roadblock in li or we, we hit a bump or a roadblock in life that we never we don't forget about Jesus, but here's what the rest of that verse says. It says, we can see and we reflect the glory of God. So I asked Medora, I just had this thought that I was reading through this scripture. I wished I would have brought a mirror. It probably would have been a distraction. But, But I have some homework for you. Go home. Go in the bathroom here after church is over get rid of some coffee, wash your hands, and you look in your mirror and say, am I reflecting the glory of the Lord? Because it's supposed to be on me and it's supposed to be on every one of us. And daily, daily now, it says right here, verse 18 towards the bottom, makes us more and more like him, As we are changed into his glorious image this is a day-to-day thing guys a lot of us at salvation we may not be delivered of all of our vices right then and there it it's a day-to-day today thing and that's okay and he can handle that and so so can so so can we that's what we're here for we're here to help you to we're here to help you so let's continue on so this parts very important so Adam and Eve David for example ourselves we really messed it up we all know this story I'm rehashing a lot of stuff but I hope it speaks to somebody I hope it speaks to everybody but Christ restores us Back to our rightful place in the garden before sin. We we don't give that enough thought. You were restored back to your rightful place in the garden before sin. Do I need to say that again? You were restored back to your rightful place in the garden before sin. Believe that. Believe it. That is what's supposed to happen. That is how, how we are supposed to live, okay? And, and, and this isn't in my notes, but you are loved. Each and every one of you are loved. You're loved right now by God as much as he ever will. And you living right, it has nothing to do with it. You doing all the right things, it has nothing to do with it should you want to do those things absolutely but if you're not he doesn't love you any less okay just let that sink in a little bit so you are restored back to the Lord's image that is outside which we've already agreed, that's not important. What's important is what's in here. You're restored back as a son and daughter. We've all read the prodigal son. When you accept Christ and you come back to the Father, his arms are open. His arms are open all the time for you to come back if you've strayed. What does he do? He puts the robe around you. He puts the ring on you. He has a feast for you and man we're here as a body of Christ when that happens we're here to eat with you we're here to hug you we're here to say hey buddy we're, we're going to daily walk with you but we have got to get a hold of the the original intent in the garden we can have that guys it's attainable We don't have to live this life just waiting for heaven. Do you all realize that? We can live life to the fullest today. We don't have to wait until then. The original intent is that we were supposed to reign with him on earth. We're supposed to reign with him. Not timid, not with apology, but we were supposed to reign with him. And that's what we should do. So God is a creator we've established that we messed it up we we know that right everybody yeah i messed up um i know i did uh and hopefully you've got a hold of it is attainable for you to be in the garden with him daily 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 and then here's where we go next if he is a creator then why should we why should we co-create with God? It 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 is. It would be probably easier, way less way less fulfilling, um, way less exciting. But like I said earlier, sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, especially some seasons of my life. You know. You just you you just do what you do. You get up. You go to work. You. You feed the kids, you get in a show, you go to bed, you get up, you do it the next day, you think about God, you get into the word, you pray, but you don't set a time time to really think bigger. I kind of hate hate to think bigger, but uh you you allow yourself not to just stay in your little box you allow the Lord to speak to you and to ultimately create something better than what you're doing something something that is impactful why should we co-create with God because of love he first loved us why why should we co-create with God because we need to have compassion on other people. There are lost people out there that you are supposed to reach. I believe that all of us have had different walks. There are people out there in this world that I believe that you would be more effective to reach them for the gospel. For whatever reason that is. And we need to have compassion. Here's another reason why we should co-create with God. It will bring you great satisfaction and joy. Here's another reason. It will give others hope and a road map to be able to do it themselves. It will bring glory and honor to the Father. Let's continue. I'm going to read 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ all glory and power to him forever and ever amen Galatians 6 4 to 5 pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for your own for your own conduct so before we move on, what am I talking about here? Being a co creator with God from the context of earlier when I started, I said that we think way too small. I'm here to say that life doesn't have to be mundane. Life doesn't have to know life doesn't have to be exactly how it's been forever life doesn't have to be how your parents or your parents parents lives were you can live it fuller I'm not saying they didn't live a full life maybe they did but I believe that there's something more that many of us are not tapping into something that is right in our wheelhouse the way God wired us to be to create with him and to give to the world that is ultimately going to bring people to him. So my question to you is, is this. Well, for, before we move on, let's see, be, be honest. Raise your hand and, and, and truly, I, ho- I hope that there are people in here that do. Um, I for one am not but I won't raise my hand and I'm not saying that God cannot use you right where you are he can he does he will but let's just use your day job for an example do you see your do do you want to be where you are in 30 years or do you believe that if you could allow God to help you to not think so small that there could potentially be something out there that you can do to make more of an impact for the kingdom if you're happy where you are and you would be happy there in 30 years and, and you don't even want to consider something else raise your hand I mean that's none of us I mean I, I enjoy what I do uh, I am highly blessed there, uh, but I know there's more. Does that mean I shouldn't do it with excellence? Absolutely not. I should be the best employee that they have. Until Ian started working for us, I was the best employee we had. <coughs> Glad you're here today, man. No, I'm, 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 I'm joking. You all know, but. But seriously man we think small we think so small so here's a question that I have for you and and I'm not discounting where you are I'm not discounting where I am I am very very thankful but just know and and hopefully we're going to get into it here and you'll get what I'm saying I hope it's coming across right but what are you passionate about what are you passionate about? I hope you're passionate about something. And I, I'm talking about Jesus here, but I'm talking, about, I'm talking about something else. What is it that you're passionate about? What do you enjoy? What do you truly enjoy doing? And I'll, you all know mine, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you what mine is here in a minute, but not that I even need to. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ju- I'm gonna be honest with you all and let you know what I'm thinking. And some of you all may think I'm crazy, and I don't care, right, Grant? Here's where the, here's where it comes in. God does not want you to be miserable, man. He wants you to get up. He wants you to have joy every single morning. And I believe that God is passionate about this. What you are passionate about, I believe God is passionate about. And here's what's awesome. How can you take and th- this is common sense stuff, but I pray you hear it in a new way today and I pray I pray you do something about it. But how do you take what you're passionate about and how do you use that to reach people for the gospel of Jesus Christ? there's where it is what joy would you have if if you co-created with god and you all created that together tim tebow does he seem like a joyous guy i mean he was he was a pro i bet you he's having more fun now than he was in the pros he was effective my gosh, he had the John 3:16 on his eyes in college and I mean he wasn't you know he was never quiet about his faith wherever he went. But I believe that God has him in his passion. And that's where some of us are. We're 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 here. We need to have the John 3:16. We need to not be afraid of our faith, but Let's just believe as a body, I believe for each and every one of you, that maybe the Lord has something better. So what are you passionate about? How can you use that to reach the people for the gospel? So I'm going to tell you mine. Uh, And, you know, this isn't going to surprise anybody, but I, I don't think that it should. But my dream is this. I want to have a thousand acres plus of land. And I'm not telling you where it is because I've got I mean I've got it. I've got a picture of it on my phone. It is one hundred percent totally unattainable on my own to buy it because it's way too much money. But I don't care. I serve a big God. Do you know why I want it? Absolutely. I will I will love to shoot and mount bucks off that property but do you know truly, truly, and I promise you this, this will bring me so much more joy, okay, I want to have special needs people come and hunt there. I want to have veterans come and hunt there, no charge, no cost for the lodging cook for them rub shoulders with them and just be a light because I am to reflect Jesus and why not use a passion of mine to reach others for the gospel that'd be way cooler than my day job I'm just saying I'm just saying but in all seriousness though that that's one thing for me that's what I want to do. I want to use my passion to reach others for the gospel. And, and what, what way to have a, a veteran or a special needs person to come to my place? We have hunting in common. I believe that it would be just natural to be able to talk about Jesus around the fire and how much he has blessed us with. And whatever that is for you all, I hope that I hope that you're already getting ideas in your head there's some people you've never even thought about this there's some people like me that have just started to think about this there's some people in here that you you thought about it before for whatever reason maybe it maybe it had nothing to do with you but it died on the vine I believe that the Lord wants to restore that and then there's some people in this place they're doing it they're doing it so let's continue Ephesians three twenty through 21 and this is a vital part of us not thinking small and we're we're about to the end so let's just uh, press in with me here a little bit more now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I'm going to read that second part. To accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. We have to ask. We have to think. We've got to talk to him. That, that is what is so beautiful about Adam and Eve. They walked with him in the garden until they sinned. We that are saved have been restored to that same right standing with God because of what Jesus did. God wants us daily, minute by minute, to talk to him. And if we ask him, if we think, if we think about it, if we ask him, his word says, I'm not saying, his word says he will accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So I'm thinking a 1,000 acres, maybe it's two. Maybe it's 500, maybe it's 200. But here's what's awesome about that. The acreage doesn't matter. What matters is his help and what he's going to do there, the people that he's going to bring, the people that he's going to reach. That's what matters. And now John 15:7 through 12. Press in just a little longer. This is Jesus' promise to us, all right? So if you hadn't listened this whole time, it's important because Jesus is talking here. This is his words. It says this, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. Now remember, when we're saved, we start producing fruit there. But if we remain in him, And his words remain in us then we're going to produce more fruit right Jay spoke a message on the vine and being connected to the vine I don't know about you all but I want to produce fruit you all want to produce fruit good fruit verse 9 I have loved you even as the father has loved me remain in my love when you obey my commandments you remain in my love just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way. I have loved you. What are you passionate about? If it's your day job, if that's what you wanna do in 30 years and you're passionate about that, do the best job that you possibly can. If you're not passionate about it, still do a great job until the Lord reveals what you're supposed to do next. But why do we do all we do? We do it because of love. That's why we do it. So we started out at Genesis. We jumped to the New Testament. Now let's go to the end of the book. Revelation 4.11 says, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and they exist because you created what you pleased the Lord our God is still in the creation business with us in us and through us if we will allow him to be for his glory and that that is our choice like salvation is our choice it's our choice if we just want to stay right where we are stayed on the same things absolutely brother and sister you will make it to heaven but i want to do more than that i want to be in, i want to make an impact on this earth i want to take my passion and be able to reach people for christ using my passion and then one final thought i have before the band comes up is this It's Genesis chapter 1 we read it earlier Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 it says this and this is what God wants you all to think as well this is how he wants you to feel Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good when today A week from now a year from now on your deathbed I pray that this is what this is how you feel then you looked over all you had made with God and you saw that it was very good that is where God wants you to be right there he wants us to feel the same way about what we co-create with him God wants us to reign with him on earth and to help restore people and the land that the enemy has stolen. It is our job to walk hand in hand with him to co-create opportunities to reach others for Christ. And guys, this is important because there's a lot of people that will never set foot in these four walls right here. They never will. They never will. There are people that you just don't have enough time with at work to reach. And my prayer is, is that this church, each individual person in this church would find ways to co-create with God, that you all would take your passions and that you would figure out ways with the Lord to use those passions to reach others. And that's the way it was supposed to be from the beginning from the garden and I'll say it again if you've accepted Christ then this is hard to wrap your mind around but that's where God wants to restore you to back to the garden we don't do a real good job about telling you all that from up here from from the church I'll say the church universal but we have power because of what Christ did. He wants us to reign. He wants us to co-create with him. And let's not apologize for it. And let's help each other do that. Let's encourage each other to do that. Find people in your life that are doing it, that believe in you, that believe in what you want to do for the Lord, and let's make it happen. So, band, you all can come up. Start, pl- start playing. I'll go ahead and pray if everybody wants to, to stand up, and we'll worship and leave when the Lord says so. Well, Lord, uh, we just thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this word. Lord, I hope that it, it hit hearts today, Lord. Lord, it's a little bit of a different word, but it's true nonetheless. Lord, I pray we would get a hold of it. We would get a hold of your vision. Lord, like I said, confirmation after confirmation after confirmation you had given me. So I trust that you spoke through me exactly what was supposed to be spoken. Lord, that we wouldn't live life just day in and day out without having that time with you to think to think about our passions, what we've done over our lives, what we enjoy, and be co-creators with you, and Lord, forgive us for thinking that this Christianity thing is even allowed to be miserable, that it's even allowed to be anything but great. That doesn't mean we're not going to have trials and tribulations. But like Bethany said, we are connected to you, Jesus. And because of that, everything is right. May we live in that space. May we live in that place with you. Lord, stretch us today. And help us to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen.